you got life. Don't wait till it's dark to ask questions. check the signs, symbols, hints, clues. The writing's on the wall, but it's up to you. Expansion team dilated people's group. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Expansion Team Podcast. It's your boy Scoops. I'm here with Max and Juan. Yo, what's up, everybody? What's cracking? All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff that's gone on since our last podcast. I'm good, Daniel. How are you? I know how you are, bro. Okay. Don't pleasant. How are you, Juan? My gosh. We're here doing a podcast, man. Shut up, Max. Hey, die. If only I edited this. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into it. Let's start with a few small points. First off, let's talk about Carson Vert. That sucks. He was a really good player. Nets, he's be- definitely the best player on the net. Sorry, D'Lo. That sucks. And it was gruesome. Yeah, he was breaking out. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he'll be back. I'm like, they said there's no surgery, so he'll just have to rehab and he'll be fine. Yeah. So hopefully. No major torn ligaments. It was just a dislocation that they set back. He said it should be back before the end of the year. That's good. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, Clay Thompson. Setting NBA records. Ooh, that was hot. Boy Juan was. We're a little late. Juan had his 11 jersey on. Bay Area. He was all happy. At work, I had like three or four kids wearing Clay Thompson jerseys right after that game. Oh, I bet. The bandwagon. You kids? At work. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was impressive, but the Bulls put on one of the like worst displays of defense ever. It was impressive nonetheless. Lest? Nonetheless. Yep. There you go. Let's go. Edit that out. No, we starting it, baby. All right, so biggest topic I think that we're going to be talking about this podcast is the Jimmy Butler trade to the 76ers. Awesome trade for the Sixers. The Wolves got better. I think it's just a win-win both ways because Jimmy Butler did not want to play with Cat. Cat was looking like a scared little or cat. Wiggins. Ooh. Or yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins too. Yeah, he's a bomb. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, 41 minutes a night. Thanks, he Tibbs. Just, he was not happy at all in any type in any part of that situation. How quick do you think Joel Embiid's career would be over if if Tom Thibodeau coached him? That would be running to the ground. One. Pretty quick. So what do you think about the trade? <sighs> Let's start off with the Timberwolves side because that would be quicker. They get Dario Saric, Robert Covington, and a second-round pick and Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless. I didn't know he was still in the league. Anyway, the one thing I see with this trade is what Max said is that you got to look at it from the coach's aspect, how he kind of needs the win now, and he's not really looking towards the future. Because I'm, I'm shocked that they didn't take that Houston Rockets trade with the every every other year a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah, four. And it's crazy how every offer but this one had a first-round pick involved. The but they wouldn't with. accept it. So, I mean – when your coach is kind of the de facto GM, I know they got this other guy, Scott Lenahan, who's the GM, but it didn't even, it, it, they said the owner made the trade with like, because the Philadelphia doesn't have a GM. So it was kind of weird, I guess, negotiating all around. Yeah, yeah. Alton Brand. Oh, okay. He is the GM, but they didn't even go through the GM. They said they went through one of the majority owners to make the trade. Alton Brand had no input in it. Well, we both praised Dario Saric and. Robert Covington as basketball players. They both got a lot of hustle. Dario Saric offers a lot of, you know, floor spacing and offense for a team. And Robert Covington is one of the best 3 and D players that are in basketball right now. Uh, And he's got a lot of length at the two guard. You can play him with a two or three. And I believe he's 6'9", right? 6'8", 6'9". Really long. Mm -hmm. So do we expect Cat's numbers to go up since Jimmy's gone? I expect Cat's just like demeanor to go up he's not yeah. feel like you know he's got to walk through a dark hallway with he's jimmy not feeling butler like his supervisor is hovering over him every single game from now on i think his numbers will go up yeah but do you think that <laughs> jimmy butler may have shooken him for a little Ever? bit like it's gonna be a while no, before they get back into it no because i think cat played good the games jimmy didn't play like i had the one game where he had like 39 points i think just they need to change the coach to be honest i don't think Thibodeau's a great fit for today's nba i think he's living in the year like 2009 Ten. Ooh, you guys! Knows. You guys think that Carl Anthony Towns is a bit overrated? Yeah, no doubt. I'm thinking that. Remember, uh, they what did... about you, Danny? Because I know you like Carl Anthony Towns a lot. I liked him. I did like him a lot. Um, cause I, everyone liked him a lot. It wasn't just me. The the you know the GM polls that they people, had and all that stuff. Yeah, but I think people were getting ahead of themselves when they were trying to compare him to Anthony Davis. That GM yeah. poll is so stupid. Every year, it's just like who's hot. It's not even actually like taking time back. Because anyone who would take Carl Anthony Towns over Anthony Davis for it's a year crazy. or for start their team is crazy. I know AD had the nagging injuries, but still, you go Anthony Davis. 
And that poll is always switched. Like, it's never been like a two-time guy. It's always like, oh, Anthony Davis, we're not going to vote for him again. I can see, you know, uh, Carl Anthony Towns has shrunken in big moments, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Um, but you see that he's still, what, he's in his third year now? This is his fourth year. His fourth year. He's a fourth-year player. You know, he's still got a lot of time, a lot of time to grow as a player, uh, to come into his own as a basketball player and as the franchise player of a team. So um, I think you just got to give him a little more time. But as of right now, it's heading towards the direction of, yeah, he was overrated, even just a little bit. But, you know, kid hasn't, hasn't even hit his prime yet. You got to give him some time. So let's look at it from the 76ers side. You can go ahead and start it off, Max. Uh, basically, the Timberwolves just got, I mean, excuse me, the 76ers got Jimmy Butler. That's it. That's all they really got. That's I like what they need. did, man. They, like I always say. It is a rental. Yeah, if, yeah, but if up. you get a if you have a star man and he's available, you go out and go get him. I I feel like you you do not waste any time. You do not think about it twice. You just go do it and see what happens. They said they have a feeling he wants to be there long term. I show, okay if he if they had a feeling he wants to be there long term, why blow up your team or blow up or get rid of two starters and just so you could resign him in the offseason? Because what if? It wasn't his number one option, but him going to that team, playing there for a year, would make it the team that he wants to resign with. Same thing that happened to Paul George. I think all that's gonna have to depend on how much success that they have. I mean, if they if this thing winds up being a disaster, which I don't think it will, their their chances of making the NBA Finals doubled in Vegas. Thank God, because Vegas knows all about basketball. They no, went from I, I mean, to I mean that doesn't. I would say they honestly are just they're gonna struggle in the early parts. I'd say this. Jimmy Butler's got to be on good behavior. You can't be like a dick. He's blown up. Especially like, with Markel Fultz. Stop. And no, but, but let's yeah, be honest true. here. Let's be honest here. I don't think he will, man. I re- he shouldn't. He shouldn't, but there's, you know. I think there's a right way. Like, you can be hard on a guy, but not a dick. Like, what he did to Cat and Wiggins was showing up with the He cannot 13. do anywhere close got, to that. If, to this, will be his, this is his team in three years. Can, so. you, can you see him and Joel Embiid arguing the same way you see Draymond and Katie arguing? No, no, I don't. Because at the end, those are like brothers arguing. Arguing, I really don't see it the same way. I don't think either of those guys, as much as Jimmy Butler's a competitor, I think Draymond Green's just a different type of guy in the NBA. He's kind of like Russ. I put him in Russ' same mentality. Even after all this, everyone wants – they're going to put a little bit more sauce on it because it's the Warriors and they want them to, to fail. But I think at the end of the day, like two weeks from now, Draymond Green's going to go up to KD or even sooner – and be like, look, man, I fucked up. Yeah, I was getting heated, blah, blah, blah. They're a family, dude. They look at it like a like a brother type thing. They're going to go up to each other and just squash it. And right now, they they probably fucking hate each other, but I wouldn't make it that much into a big deal. Draymond called out KD about his free agency. We'll get more into that later on in the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to just say what's on. The way I'm looking at the Sixers now is they they have a lot of options on offense that they can go to. And I mean... Bringing the ball up the floor, you can get the ball in Ben Simmons' hands. If it's in the clutch, you can put the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands. You can go to Joel in the post. You can go to Joel facing up somewhere on the three. You're running J.J. Redick off of off-ball screens. You can have Markel Fultz bring it up if he's feeling hot. You know, they got a lot of different places, a lot of different people that can handle the ball, and uh, they can be threatening to a team on offense. So does J.J. Redick start? I think he's got to. Yeah. I, best fit. Yeah, I they're definitely in the market for. They just traded their two best shooters, and got a very average and some shooter. Defense. Yeah, and a very well. I'm just, I don't think the defense will be that issue because everybody on their team can basically play some. Like they don't have a bad defender, maybe besides Redick What's and their McConnell. Best defensive lineup. Best defensive lineup. If I was gonna close out a game, I'm gonna go Markel Fultz, Jimmy Butler. Uh, I like Shamit. I like Ben Simmons and Embiid. That's just defense. Not talking about like that's the lineup I'm going to close out games with. Yeah, their best defensive lineup. Yeah, but they're definitely in the market for shooting. The shooting's really bad because you already have a one non-shooter, Ben Simmons. Markel Mark Fultz, Fultz still is working two, on his shot. Especially if he if those those two I don't think can play together right now. But the way Markel's shot is, it's really sad, man, to see you guys just like lose his shot seemingly out of nowhere. I'm I'm a huge fan of him. Me and Juan have had passionate discussions about him. It seems like every day I'm just losing a little more faith in him, especially with this crap coming out about his trainer. Well, look, man, this, like I was saying before, I think besides talent, man, as any sport you play, the second most important thing is your confidence, man. 
And mm-hmm. when you read his body language on the court, it's terrible, man. And it's like the worst thing to lose as as an athlete is your confidence. Because if you're not riding on confidence and you don't believe in yourself, you're, you're already losing half anything. of the battle, man. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to do nothing. Now, as far as Max's points, as, as the kid has talent, of course he has talent. The guy didn't go number one for no reason. But with this trainer thing going on and his confidence and him probably losing even more confidence now because he's going to be out of the starting lineup because, you know, guys in the NBA like to fucking pride themselves into being into the starting lineup, mm-hmm. not I mean, guys like Melo anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> and JR later in the show, yeah, anyway. But that's gonna really hurt the kid, man. And he's really young, he's a really, really young, he's basically a rookie, yeah. And basically he, a rookie. I mean, but as far as what I see it, man, I just I just don't see it happening, at least for the 76. If he steps up in the bench role, will you have more faith in him? Yeah, of course. He just needs to show yeah. me. He just doesn't, he doesn't show me. Anything. I just see glimpses, but I agree, his body language can be poor at times. and I agree. He looks timid out there, and that's one thing you can't be. I I would say he looks more timid when he just like catches the ball and it's like, uh oh, I can't shoot. I'm afraid to shoot. I think you he could really be that, you know, that vital bench piece that they have. Yeah, I mean, the one of the most appealing things about him coming out was, oh, he can play off ball, and it's just like without this shot, you can't really. Like he's shown potential as like a cutter and stuff, but I mean that's such a small part of it. You need to be a spot up shooter in today's NBA. I think he still needs to get acclimated to the. The physical play and when the you speed, take it to the hole. And the speed of the game. And the speed because in college, when you see him before, he was really crafty at the basket. And I feel like he's gone away from that in the pros. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, the kid is so talented. There's no doubt. I'm I'm rooting for him. I know Juan's not a big fan, but Juan doesn't want to see the kid, like, you know, suck or anything. He's just Juan's a realist. That's the facts. And I just hope he does good, man. I hope the trade. I hope Jimmy Butler doesn't destroy his confidence like Cap. But I don't think he will because he's got to be on good behavior. And the thing is, Philly's trying, man. I get Philly that. They're trying. I mean, they could easily just be like. Oh, yeah. They are definitely trying to. Because I think they realize it is so important if we get this. If if, they, if that guy sees his potential or 80% of it, mm-hmm. you have one of the best two-way players in the NBA. And that's what they desperately. That's what all teams desperately need. But, yeah, like like I was saying, if it comes <laughs> down to one thing for me, I'd. I think it's not going to happen in Philly, at least. I don't I don't think it's going to happen there. It should happen for another team. If Jimmy, if Jimmy is, I don't know, in a practice or whatever, but if he's seeing that team go downhill, he's seeing Ben Simmons not shooting, affecting the team. He's seeing Marco full shooting bad, affecting the team. He's seeing Joel's health or whatever. Just he's seeing the team go downhill, and he's not liking it because he really wants to win. You just expect him to keep his mouth closed? I think, Jim, I think one thing everyone kind of, like, misconstrued about Jimmy was he was saying, like, oh, Cat, you suck. I think he had a bigger problem with their effort and the way. If they're if the Sixers are acting all lax and not trying hard, then, yeah, he, I think he'll say something. But if they're all out there trying their hardest, then, I mean, what's he, what does he expect Ben Simmons to do? It's not like he's going to develop a jump shot. But if he's working hard, I don't think Jimmy's going to be a problem. But is he a bad guy for doing what he did in Minnesota? And would he be a bad guy if he did the same thing in yeah, Philly? I think he handled it really bad with Minnesota. There's a different way to handle it. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's just the. I think he just wanted. to He get handled out. it his own way, but in my opinion, it's not the way to handle it. I think he just knew he could punk them, so he punked them. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Embiid and um, is gonna take that shit. Take that. I mean, he, Embiid said, "Oh, I talked to Wiggins," and I just I was like, "Oh, I wonder what Wiggins had to say." Yeah, that's how close the NBA is now. So everybody knows each other. Everyone's kind of afraid. Like you know, they're all friendly. Too hard. I tell you one thing, man. If this thing doesn't wind up happening, like how it's supposed to, Jimmy Butler is a cancer in the locker room. If this it's thing doesn't, definitely work gonna out. hurt his value. This way up. down because if he can't get along with like these three teams that he's been with, it's like, look, man, we're you're playing with talented guys. No one can argue that Embiid and Ben Simmons are talented, and if you can't get along with those guys, it's like, come on, man. I agree with that, but uh. He, because of his talent, he'll have a place to play in, in the NBA. So oh yeah, some but I mean, team will sign him. But he a lot of guys, he won't get max money. Yeah, he won't get what he's what he should get mm-hmm. just because of his attitude. I have two questions for you guys. Right now, the 76ers are the blank best team in the in the East. What do you think that blank is? I'll say they're the third, fourth. Who's who's one two? Milwaukee and Toronto. Then who? 
Them and then Sixers. I mean, um, them and Boston. It's. I want to see. I, that's what I do want to see. I want to see yeah. if they if they match up a little bit better with Boston now. Same thing that Juan said, but maybe Boston and Philly flipped. Okay, and Minnesota is gonna make the playoffs now or not make the playoffs now. I, I think they're not it. gonna make it, but it'll be close because they don't have guys who know how to win without Jimmy. They've never really won without him. I don't see it. I don't have that much faith in Carl Anthony Towns. I don't have absolutely no faith in Andrew Wiggins. Sarek and Robert Covington are good players, but they're not going to carry no team in the I'll, West to the playoffs. I'll say this: Saric and and Cat uh, are very interesting front court, um, like like pairing them up because yeah, Saric a lot. Saric before he went to Philly, he was like a point forward in um, overseas. It'll be nice to see if they can like unleash him a little bit because I think Saric can't be a star, but he could maybe be like the fortieth or fiftieth best player in the league, which is pretty good. Yeah, and looking at it now, they what they traded Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn for Sarek and Covington, basically. Yeah, exactly. You like to have one of your big men to be one of those guys that can just do what you need them to do on offense and have some foot speed. They have two now. I, re- Dario Saric I hope Pat. Thibodeau though starts Taj Gibson just for fun, just to <laughs> just to sink this team further. Yeah, no. <laughs> so okay, that'll be fun to see. Remember yeah. when he was super sub in Chicago? Who? Oh, Taj Gibson? Oh, yeah, when he's going to win sixth man of the yeah. year. Sorry, I blinked right there. I always wanted him to start in Minnesota, in uh, Chicago. Whenever. Over Booz? Oh, just towards the end of Booz, yeah. And then, yeah. then they signed Pau Gasol and Noah started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joakim Noah. <laughs> uh, really quick. So the proposed deals they got were Josh Richardson in a first. They got Miritich in a first. From other teams? Other said? teams, other yeah. teams. These are other deals. The four first-round picks, plus Brandon Knight, ooh. Marquise Chris, bigger, ooh. I Eric Gordon, too. And then there was a second deal for Eric Gordon. And two picks. And two picks. Which of those deals would you have taken? The Heat one's interesting and the Rockets one. Oh, Gordon. I'm sorry. Josh Richardson and, like, yeah. a salary cap guy, like yeah. Dion Waiters, throw on Waiters Island. Definitely the Heat one. The Heat and the Rockets one. Those those would be interesting. Yeah. Would you? So would you, say, would you say, if it was you, you're running the team? If I was running the team, I would definitely go for the Houston Rockets. Four picks or the two? Four. I agree, because in four years, the Rockets could be so... Well, it's if not, I'm the it's head coach, really... if I'm the head coach, I'm probably doing what Tom Thibodeau did. Yeah. Cause he's but probably... if I'm the GM or the owner, I'm going for the first first picks. Yeah, because yeah. you think about it, it's not really four, like, it's like in eight Every years. Every other year. Yeah, so in, how good do you think the Rockets are going to be in eight years? Yeah, I mean, people want to say, play. like, they'll be good with James Harden, but you never know. James Harden can, you know, and Chris do Paul. really good, but they're still Chris lose. Paul's not going to be there. He's yeah, going to be Chris out. Chris Paul's going to be gone. And Melo might still... Oh, wait. No, he won't Stop. be there. Sorry, he'll be on the couch. All right, so with us, yeah. Speaking, we were speaking about Minnesota. Let's go ahead and talk about um, Derek Rose. Uh, he's been playing lately. This Rose has blossomed. <laughs> a rose, hey, a rose can Wilt. bloom again. All right, well, whoever, MVP whoever, rose. whoever wants to talk good about Rose, go ahead and speak your piece now. I'll let you go first. I've seen all the arguments on social media and everywhere that when he's playing over 30-something minutes a game, he is his numbers are impressive this season. Um, there's no doubt that he's just he's come back into some former form of him, some form of himself that we used to watch. Um, you know, he was the whole uh, fiasco with the Cavs, and then you know his time on the on the Knicks. Um, everyone lost faith in him and, you know, he wasn't, he, everyone was like, yeah, he's, he's done for sure. He might be a decent or some sort of piece, a role player, but he's never going to be anything close to what he was. And now he's knocking on that door again of that guy we saw in 2011. So, um, the question just is going to come down to for everyone that wants to talk bad about him. And I completely understand it is a question of, of consistency, whether he can keep it up and uh, whether his body will let him keep it up. Uh, you said he's knocking on the old form. I don't think it's close, no offense. He's nowhere near his old form. And I think this whole little like mini renaissance is a little overrated because he's shooting 60% from three. It's not going to sustain. We'll be. He's lucky to shoot 35% from three. I mean, if, if he could turn in a year where he shoots like 37%, that's really good for him. I don't think he's anywhere near MVP Rose. He's been balling out, no doubt. He balled out on two big stages. He had like the 50-point game, then he had the national game against the Lakers, and he, he was killing the Lakers, there's no doubt. I think he's going to return to earth, and he can be one of the best six men in the NBA. That's all I see him being right now. 
And, I mean, he's only 29, but, like, first of all, he plays zero defense. Sorry to inform everybody. He's a horrible defender. Half of the league doesn't play defense. Well, yeah. But, I mean. Doesn't change the fact that he doesn't. Well, he can't play defense. Is that better? He, yeah. he like He's like Melo. I like Derrick Rose. You know, he's a he's not a bad player. He's not a great player anymore. He's just a good player. And, you know, it sucked what happened. But if he was going to be that guy, he was going to be that guy a few years ago. Like, what's what stopped him? All He had so much time off. And to be honest, this was the Derrick Rose they needed with Jimmy Butler in Chicago. And he was never there. Well, let me start off with this with Derrick Rose. Number one, I've never been a Derrick Rose fan, even when he was in Chicago at his prime. One's MVP ballot that year was LeBron three times. Of course. <laughs> I think no, I think Derrick Rose run the, won the MVP that year is because the, the league got LeBron fatigued and they didn't want to vote for him. And what I saw that year is LeBron James step on Derrick Rose's throat in the playoffs and shrunk him. Mm-hmm. to like four feet. You could have said step on his ACL, but I guess he didn't <laughs> want to go that route, but I like it. But, I mean, who hasn't got their throat smashed on by LeBron James in the East? So let's give him a pass. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> fair point, bro. All right, because we want to argue that. But look, uh, my point is is that I've never – it's not because I'm, I'm hating on Derrick Rose. I just never – I didn't think that his game was going to translate – to the future of the NBA because of his jump shot. I never thought he can consistently hit a jumper that good, which now he's getting really hot from the three-point line as of right now. Like Max said, he's shooting like 60% from from three-point line. And it's so funny because when he tore his ACL, everybody was like, oh, when he comes back, that jumper, it was going to be like Curry's because he was like all this time off. But it never really translated into him being able to sustain success because, one, his body broke down, but, I mean, part of his like... And that's part of it, and that's part of it, man. I mean... I did I I did not like him before, but you know what? At that point in time, if he didn't get injured, he probably could have proved me wrong. And he, maybe you know the people who are big Derrick Rose fanboys probably could have won a championship. Who knows? It's a it's if ands and buts. Yep. But never know. the reality is is that he did get hurt. He tore his ACL what twice and tore meniscus and no, whatever see, it was. The ACL once meniscus and yeah. he messed up his leg. And you know and... what? As far as it's not even as far as the body goes, but it, it's I think as as one thing everyone doesn't take in consideration is the mental part of getting hurt. You know, sitting around in your couch sometimes you can't even do anything. You can't stand. You can't walk. You can't do anything. You're just literally just sitting down. And he, he's talked about like, and I it's really want... hurt him. And I, I think kind of like what I was saying earlier with Markel Fultz with the confidence thing. Your confidence is one of your biggest, yeah, biggest like things to have. It, and second he guessing lost any it. drive that you had because you're scared you're gonna get hurt coming yeah, down he, on it. He talked about how he, oh, it was so hard coming back, and I felt like I, I was like, come on, man. And give it to him. He's a warrior. He's still in the league and mm-hmm. all 29. that. But in my opinion, he's not going to – I don't see him being anywhere anywhere close to where he was. He's, I could see him being sixth man of the year, most at improved best, player maybe. I, I, I see it a slim chance, but I, I don't see it. I liked his goal, though. It's like, I want to be the sixth man. That's a great goal for mm-hmm. him. I think that's what he should just strive to be the rest of his – be the next Jamal Crawford. Not many, super, not many people that were at the height that he was and the hype that he had would be able to come there and say, I'm I'm cool with being the sixth man of the year. Hey, there's a guy in Houston. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right, Danny. People, people love nice guy Rose. People love how humble this guy is and how, you know, there's been so much back talk and so many people hating on him. And, I mean, so many people just talking about, you know, he's not going to be anything close to what he was. And that stuff gets to you as a basketball player. You know, speaking of your confidence, every single, like, the majority of people that are talking about you are saying you're never going to be close to what you were. That's going to get to you. And any anyone else would have broken at this point and stopped playing basketball, but he didn't. He's still there. But that's the thing. I mean, when he was good, and it happens with a lot of players, and it happens with guys like Derrick Rose, and it happens with guys like Melo, is, like, they want to treat them like they're superstars, and once you hold them to a, a whole new standard... It's like, oh, you're being a little bit too harsh on him. Like, come on, it's LeBron James. Like, he can't beat them. Like, no. Like, you want this guy to be great? You want him to be good? You got to hold him to another standard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, look at LeBron James. LeBron James has a bunch of pressure on him every year. People talk shit about him all the time. You're never going to be better than Jordan. You'll never be better than Kobe. You're a punk because you went to Miami. Same thing with KD. But those guys, you know, they prosper and they fight through it. Yeah, absolutely agree with that, man. And 
you know, Derek Rose, let's see if he can prove it for more than a couple weeks. So we'll see. The jury's out on him. I hope he's a good player. Hope for the NBA's sake, it's it's cool. Yeah. Last last thing on Derrick Rose that I wanted to ask you guys was I've been seeing a lot of things of people saying they would take prime Derrick Rose over prime Westbrook and over prime Curry. Ah, uh, Curry, no, no. I tell you, I take him over the cancer. I mean Westbrook. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, because he was he's a cancer um, horoscope. That's how he say that. Covering it up with that doesn't actually work. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll take Westbrook. I'll cut Westbrook. Start Curry and Ben. No, Rose. it's not cut. It's just saying. Oh, I just want to cut him though. Can we cut okay, him? I mean, it's just saying who would you pick between those who three guys in the prime? Oh, I'd pick Curry, no doubt. I'd probably pick Curry too. I feel like Curry's better than both of those guys, not even close. I think just the fear of God Steph Curry puts into teams is something neither of those two bring. It would have been interesting to see MVP like Rose like even get better because I mean he got so MVP. Who's so more early. athletic, D Rose or Prime D Rose or Prime Westbrook? That is D tough. Rose. I yeah, I'd probably say. D. I Rose. think Westbrook's just a better jumper and maybe more at, like powerful, but like West, I mean, um, D Rose's speed and like shifty and quickness yeah. mm-hmm. and hang Unmatched. time, yeah, unmatched. Well, not hang time, but just the way he could just you know move left to right, just insane. It's close. I mean, I think they're two they're two different athletes. So I mean, it's so hard. I'd go with D Rose, but. Westbrook's just got that like in your face athleticism where you dunks and punks you and mm. so many people talk about his athleticism, they'd be like, Westbrook don't care. It's like it's not athleticism, bro. It's mentality. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I'm, I'm not lying though. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. You don't care, face. bro. <laughs> Yo, you're your face. That guy is loyal, man. I uh, know. Fuck Athle- out of here. No one cares. You're athletic because you're loyal. Fucking god. <laughs> That's why Katie. Oh, oops. All right. Speaking of KD, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Draymond and Kevin Durant right. drama. I want happened. us to start this off with this question: Who you got in a fight, Draymond or K- KD? One. Draymond. I got Draymond, bro. Draymond killing, bro. No, I know. I mean, it's just tempers getting heated up. Like they were struggling. It was a tough game. Who cares? It won't even be a story in a week. But nah. all I'm gonna say is this could just be like a little like peak into like the Warriors like biggest like fears is just like uh oh. Well one guy wasn't on the court for them. Oh, yeah, Curry. But I'm just saying like if they're just like, you know, uh oh, it's like it's all gonna start unraveling after this. Like, you know, this could just yeah. be the start of the end. But I I seriously doubt I that. Same. Just- as far as them leaving next summer, I think with this fight or without it, it's it's a question mark. Yeah, I would just say like this fight. Just like if I was a Warriors fan, I would just put this fight in the back of my mind and be like, uh oh. If anything, it's gonna it's gonna make them even stronger. And I disagree. It was all over Twitter. Everyone I on Twitter so. was saying, you know, this is the beginning of them unraveling as a team. But I mean, I, I think it's just. I mean, it's not like this isn't this isn't new. We've seen this before. We've seen KD and Draymond specifically argue. Maybe not as big as this, but we've we've seen them argue. And uh, basketball players and basketball brothers they argue like that. Yeah, and I, I mean, like I said, I'm just saying, like a small chance. If I'm a Warriors fan, like it would just be at the very back of my mind, like, uh oh, this was like the thing that started it off. I doubt it. I'm with you. I doubt it's the thing. But I, I think they'll be fine, to be honest. But I'm just saying that's a little thing to just hold on to. I just want to quote KD. They motherfucked each other is what his quote was. So I, they were in there just fighting. I mean, after after that fight, they lost the game. It was over. Like, they didn't even do anything. But I think KD was frustrated because he was in foul trouble the whole game. And Montrez Harrell was, like, under Draymond Green's skin. He's balling. I don't know why, man. For the first time, KD's face really annoyed me. I'm on your boat, Danny. I just really like got annoyed with how he was talking and how his like facial expressions were. I just really wanted to like like I was like telling my screen like shut the fuck up already. Like <laughs> I never felt like that way towards KD, but I just felt like come on, dude, like it happened, it's a turnover. Let's Dirk, move on. We let's win this game. Dirk's one ring is more valuable to basketball fans than Kevin Durant's two rings. So oh, where, where did that come from? I've been hearing that on social media. <laughs> Thank God. Social media is not full idiots. I know, right? Well, you're on social media. <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm the minority. No. I mean, that's you know that's a different topic for a different day. Dirk, Dirk's ring was improbable. But I really do think at the end of the day, it's going to just um, it's gonna make them even stronger. Yeah. I, I, you know, if Katie leaves, I don't think this will be a huge part. But I mean, you know. And as far as I think the most outrageous thing I've, I've heard so far is a guy that I actually I take some credit into what he says, but it's Colin Cowherd and what I heard him say, he was like, 
oh, like Draymond Green, if anything, will be the odd man out. Like he's he's no value to the to the Warriors. He's not one of them. He's he's the he's the alpha dog of the team, and they don't care about him. And all this talk about Clay and KD leaving, if anything, Draymond Green is the first guy out. I completely disagree. I think he's talking straight out of his ass with this one. Anyone who watches the Warriors and knows anything about basketball on how important that guy is to that team, it is not even close to what KD is. If you were going to rank the four of them in like beloved, like if you're going to say, oh, this guy's the most beloved by the fans, who would you? how would you rank them? Curry. Curry, then Cur- Draymond. I'd go Curry, Draymond, Clay, and KD. I will put Clay above Draymond. Oh, I don't fans. know. I feel like he's just so below. He's like that guy that like every he's fan that base will like. Guy, yeah. He does yeah. something. You'll push someone or get in someone's face, and he'll get the crowd. You know, going. For I think him. it'll be split though. I think you. I think you'll be more than surprised how many people love Clay just because yeah. he's a shooter. Kids. I mean, think about the little kid aspect. Aspect. Yeah, but I feel. Yeah, I guess the little kids. But I'm like the like the people. Like it's like Draymond is just like, oh, he's a fighter. He does mm-hmm. this. He does all he's that crappy. little crap. Mm-hmm. I see myself in Draymond minus the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people always be like, oh, I see myself in Draymond. He's a scrapper. Because I'm one of the few. I mean, even Max, I'm one of the few because I feel like with Draymond, you either love him, or love him or hate him. And I feel like the people who do love him are Warrior fans. But me, he's he's one of my favorite players in the league, and I don't even like the Warriors. He's same. Yeah. People relate to Curry because, you know, he's a small basketball player with success. And people relate to Draymond because he's that greedy guy for your I team. I am also light skinned, so I connect with Seth Curry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I no, mean, let's yeah, be no, real, I though. Yeah. I mean, before before a year and a half ago, I used to think that Draymond was the important piece. Curry kind of, you know, sent me back down to earth with that statement because I really do think it's not even close. Like they need Steph Curry. Steph Curry brings them to a whole nother level. I feel like Curry uh-huh. brings the offense to another level. That, but it's just like Curry's the engine that makes the offense go, and Draymond's the engine that makes the defense. Go. But I feel like KD and Clay, they're. I don't think. Don't get me wrong. They're good pieces, but I think mean, they're just enhancers. Yeah, I think the emergence is like KD as that small ball, like wrecking ball five, mm-hmm. kind of took away some of Draymond's team. Where it's like, and KD. like Colin Cowherd, like does he not under like realize that Draymond Green is the reason why you're seeing like under seven feet, seven foot centers in the league? Oh, and just switchable guys. who's like, oh, you can guard all five. Like this little f- like small ball is because of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, people always be like, "Oh, Dean Tony started." Yeah, he wasn't running small like that. Yeah. Once, once they brought out that death lineup and they ran Draymond Green at the five, it started a whole new trend in the NBA. It was their trump card for two. It's been their trump card for four years. It's like, oh, Draymond's the five. You can play a seven footer. Draymond can handle it. No problem. I would say this, and he's like, and and what one thing that he said, he was like, "You can find Draymond Green's off the street." I'm like, what? No. Are you fucking insane? You can find a under seven, like under seven footer, six seven, six seven guy that can guard a seven foot one giant and bring up, and bring up the and ball. bring up the ball and spread the floor and can do all those things and yeah and to top it all off with the sprinkles on top, spread the floor mm-hmm. and kick people in the nuts <laughs> and have the dog like and the roof. yeah those guys just like like just come around every day. He's probably thinking of Jamichael. There's Green. like twenty of them in the G League. <laughs> I just don't see it, man, and I I just don't I don't see it. Yeah, he's an idiot for that, that one. Sorry, bro. I think he was reaching on that one. Yeah. I just really do think he you was. reach. I teach. Yeah, it was. It's there's no one like Draymond. There's people that try and do what he does, but no one that has gotten close to be able to do it the way that he. Because people it. don't realize he plays fucking point guard for that team. Basically, yeah, he's like, he's like the quarterback. He is the point guard. Like, like more than half of the time, he gets the rebound. He's gone. He's yeah. He's playing point. And my friend Pat always be like, "Oh, it's not that hard to do what he does. He's just a quarterback." But I'm like, still, bro. Like he makes the passes, and but it's like it's not just about like in the half court. Okay, yeah, he stands still and hits the open guy. That's not that tough. But with the rebound and pushing it in transition with Curry and Clay flanking him, KD. And Katie, I was just talking about those yeah. two. Yeah, but all three of them flanking, like just spreading out. Oh, you're done. You're screwed. You can't you do anything do about it. Exactly. it. You can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I would say this about Draymond: if we took this team like ten years back in like the time, do you think like Tim Duncan would ruin Draymond Green's life on the low block? I'm just saying. I think because the defense was different. I just think the part of the game that in like the depth of the low post offense has just helped Draymond Green's game so much because. 
as good a defender as he is, he has no chance against like great post scorers. Mm-hmm. Well, the switch up of the of the zone defense, I think that's the biggest thing. With it was just back in the day with, with the '90s all the way out to probably like the early 2000s is just every team built their team off of low post offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like guy. the death of the low post offense. Yeah, yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the one thing that killed the Warriors is low post offense, but mm-hmm. no team has that. Exactly. And it's like every team's like, oh, let's go small. We'll beat them. And we'll even if them. they did, even if they did, like they'll have guys that will just go to work and try to go on Draymond, and Draymond will do – he wanted – you're not going to stop like a great player like, I don't know, like DeMarcus Cousins or Anthony okay. Davis, but you, you can slow him down. Yeah, but I'm talking about like – the guys I'm looking at, like, low post, like, maybe Shaq. It's not Shaq. I'll, I won't count Shaq. But, like, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, David Rock. Like, guys who, like, a lot of those guys, though, don't really play with their back to the basket. They're more face-up guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I always want to say. That's a little tidbit. But I think wouldn't the argument be also if, yeah, you have that guy that can post up on offense, but who's he going to be able to stop on defense? You don't got to guard Draymond. You don't got him that tight. But I'm saying, like, you, that guy's going to shoot higher than – what if Draymond's guardian? He's gonna shoot higher than the Warriors shoot from three. I'm gonna bet on. That's my that's my belief. You don't got to agree. I'm just saying that's my belief. Cause I feel like when you only score eight points and you get nine assists and ten rebounds, bad game. And bad he game. and he affects the game almost more than anyone on the court. Mm-hmm. That guy's not replaceable. I'm sorry. Like, how can you possibly say that about a guy that's not scoring? Not even ten points on the court, and he's. But he's, Juan, he didn't have a triple double. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's not scoring twenty points like Andrew Wiggins. At least Andrew Wiggins is averaging twenty two. Like, no, he's not affecting the game. He doesn't care about his points. He just cares about wins. Yeah, he cares about winning the basketball game. That's I agree. What else we got, Danny? Today. Um, jumping into college hoops. Ugh. <laughs> I like college hoops now. Talking about uh, thanks to one one person, the giant no, no. argument that has been going on the last couple of weeks, uh, the struggling Cavs one eleven and how they would fare versus the powerhouse Duke Blue Devils. Go ahead, one. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, look, it's obvious. Let's get the elephant out of the room. The reality is, the Cleveland Cavaliers have. How many pro players on their roster, Max? There's 14, so I'd say like 10. Four of those guys should be in the NBA. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Jay oh, right. oh, but they're in the league. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Technically, yes. They have a team full of NBA players. Okay. Yeah. The Duke Blue Devils have about what? Maybe six? Maybe five? Maybe five. Pro players that are going to make the league? Three really good guys. But look. Two, eh. The way that the NBA is run now, half of the league is these... Not as far as guys succeeding and winning, but there are plenty of guys in the NBA that are really these young bucks and are coming in the NBA and scoring like 20 points already. Like a guy like Trey Young. He's not winning. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to win. But these guys are able to get buckets. They're able, they're able to play on their level. Okay? That's just the way the NBA is going, especially with the way the defense is headed. But Max's point is that the Cavs will destroy them. I get that. But in my opinion, in a seven-game series, I think the Duke Blue Devils get one on them. Okay. One. I think they get one. Series? No. Fuck no. Cleveland will destroy How many of those games them. are they up by 50? I don't think a lot, man. Bro, I'm telling you, man. They're not that good. First of all, look. None of those guys have played an NBA game. They can still play zone defense. They don't even know how to play man defense. None of them. In the league, first of all, as much as as little as I think it's Kevin Love, he going to get 50 a night. Yeah. No one's guarding Caleb. Bro, who's the biggest guy in Duke's roster? They even have a guy who's seven feet tall. Tristan Thompson looked like a monster in college. What are he going to look like against these guys? <laughs> bro, just imagine everybody in their heyday, bro. The one thing I have a problem is that like I always say, especially it, it shows every year in the NCAA tournament, is one game, hey, man, like my boy Joey says, anything is possible and anything can happen. Okay. And look, look, it is sports, man, and especially in basketball. Anyone who has played basketball, anyone who has watched basketball, there's some nights your jump shot is not falling. Sometimes you're missing an open layup. 
Maybe a guy that's a lot slower than you is just getting past you today. You're just having a bad day and shit is just not going your way. So you could have a night like that. And plus with the addition of the Blue Devils running that fast pace offense and these fast breaks with Zion Williamson jumping above the fucking backboard. The the Cavaliers might not be able to run with them. Just straight up, they won't be able to run with them. That's the only guy they can't run with is Zion. And R.J. Barrett. Bro, okay, as good as R.J. Barrett is, none of these guys are physically developed enough to be I get it. That's fine. Okay, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go grab my five. We're going to play the Warriors. We (laughs) we got a slim chance, according to Juan. Anything's possible. Look, the talent gap is so great. Just the complexity of the game. They won't know what the hell to do. I just want this. Out of a seven-game series. What percent you give them to winning one game? One. One percent. That's the lowest I can give. One percent chance of winning one what game. What about you, Danny? One game. I can see him winning one game. Maybe 60%. 60%? I will go a little bit lower. I will go a little bit lower. I will say 40 to 45%. They Bro, can win it. As blasphemous as this sounds, who's guarding Tristan Thompson? I'm going to go <laughs> up 50 rebounds a game. Nobody. But look, the way this, the way basketball is played these days, I tell you one thing. You know what kind of game is going to turn into? Go watch a JBA game, bro. They're going to score like a hundred and like forty points, bro. I'm t- <laughs> Which game do you give them a chance at winning in that series? First it's, game. Oh yeah, it's got to be the first, first one. Game. Because bro, Zion's going to have to play what? Let's see, forty eight minutes. He times will. Four. He's a he young buck. All sixty. He's a young buck, <laughs> bro. He can do it. They're gonna, bro. If they ever have to go to their bench for any reason, it's like whoever offense on that dude. Like, bro, any NBA player that's not there, like the G League is gonna get roasted by these guys. And that's all I'm saying. Like, bro, just imagine everybody in their prime in college. Every NBA player on that team, like Kyle Korver's averaging 20 in college. He's only average 30. All these guys are just gonna. Yeah, but a lot of these guys are a lot older. And And Cleveland's hot. They just won a game. Shut up. Shut up. They're not on. Shut up. <laughs> Get the fuck Okay, how many games they won against the Warriors, Duke? Zero? Zero. They got a chance. It's, they have a chance. One percent. I'll say they have one percent. They got one. They got one percent. Alabama's got a better chance of beating. Who's the worst team? The Raiders. I'm sorry, dog. I didn't mean stop, to go there. Stop. Stop. I didn't mean to go there. Stop. That's grown men you're talking about. That's a physical These sport. grown men. Yeah, but this is not as physical as football. Yes, it is a physical sport, but it's. That's oranges and apples. Stop it. Anyway, they can win one game. I give them a 40% chance. Hey, I need four guys to meet me somewhere. We'll go play the Warriors. We got a chance. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm just saying, bro. It's just so much more complicated. It's so overwhelming. These guys never even played in the game. They played in Summer League. Hey, bro, it's just like. Some guys have that capability to just play like that. The McDonald's All-American team can beat an NBA team. The Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. You think the five best high school players can beat them? Yes. Oh, my God. I truly think that. Oh, my God. You have to put in perspective, though. A lot of these high school players, they should be in the NBA as a senior. It's just the one-and-done rule. That's fine. But how many? A lot of them, like Donovan. No, not Donovan Mitchell. But a lot of these guys that are one-year guys like Ben Simmons, fucking Devin Booker, fucking... R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. A lot of these guys, if the one-and-done rule wasn't here, they'll be in the NBA already. That's Zion Williamson will be playing in the NBA this year if there was no one-and-done rule. That's fine. Only Zion and Ben Simmons have the physicality to actually dominate an NBA game coming out of high school. Most of the guys that need to catch up. Okay, Brandon Ingram coming out of high school in an NBA game? Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw Lunch meet. I saw a report that R.J. Barrett was playing, was scrimmaging with NBA players over the summer and was giving them hell. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. Must be tough in the scrimmage. <laughs> they call their own fouls. I, I can't believe anything I hear like that. I'm sorry. I wasn't there. I couldn't comment on it. I just think you need to give them a little bit more a chance. I'll give them 1%. That's more than zero? Nah, come on. Bro. 1%? Give me 25, my guy. Give <laughs> me <You> fucking five. <laughs> 25. Bro. You don't see it at all? No. Cause just bro, the oh bro, Tristan Thompson in college, bro, is like the third best player in the Tristan country. Tristan Thompson is a long way from that college. He's guy. been better than he ever was in college, bro. Like, bro, he's only gotten better. What's he gonna do against these little kids? So you say that Carmelo's just gotten better? 
He oh, he's forty, bro. That's different. He's like he's already done. He's done. He's like forty. He's okay, trash. but a lot of these guys, like Tristan Thompson, do you obviously do you really see him on another team at like after two years? Yeah, he'll be on another team. I highly doubt that. Oh, he'll be on another team. Just you know, he won't be starting. He'll be okay. That's what I'm saying. But I'm he's saying, declining. But, okay, I don't get, bro. You can go get Quincy AC off the street. And he'll kill these guys, dude. A <laughs> <laughs> grown man, bro. Like all these guys in the NBA who you think suck, who. Are pretty bad NBA yeah, standards. Yeah, of course. They're, are they're the best of the college players. players. The best of the college. I understand that. But it's one game. Okay, and look at Cleveland's roster. First of all, it's, it's not that good. How many is Rodney Hood going to get against Duke? A lot. How many is George Hill going to get? A lot. They'll get theirs. There's a lot of players that whoever's whoever's not getting guarded by Zion or RJ, it's like. And okay, and as freaky as Zion looks in college, he is he's going to look freaky in the NBA, but he's not going to be like. I've never seen this guy before. Well, we've seen stupid athletic people in the NBA. He won't be able to overwhelm as easily. But that's the thing, though. That's the thing. I, don't, I you're making it sound like I'm saying they're gonna beat them by like. I'm not. I'm 50. just saying the only. I can just see him getting stealing a game. Bro, I don't see it, bro. Because first of all, like the best thing about Zion is he just overwhelms people. Even in college, he's overwhelming people. He's mm. not gonna be able to overwhelm an NBA player. I highly doubt that. Right now. Right now. Bro, my man Tristan Battle and Draymond, he ain't scared. Bro, of don't get Williams. this college bullshit in your head. Bro, this guy can be, he can literally play in the NBA today. He they weighs, have three out of five who can play in the NBA. The other two, what is that? He weighs, he, he weighs, weighs more than eighty pounds. He yeah, weighs he's the more second than, heaviest player in the NBA right now. That's fine. You got two other guys, and you have to go to your bench at some point. I know, but look, I'm just arguing. As far as right now, I'm arguing that Zion Williamson not being able to give NBA guys buckets. I'll talk about a champion. Tristan Thompson died. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, man! I have so much faith in Zion Williamson. He will give Tristan six, Thompson the business. Six seven two eighty, ridiculously athletic and agile, and he's starting. He's working on his jumper. That's one, one out of five. But look, oh, okay. We're look. not arguing that. We're arguing Zion Williamson. I, look, obviously, we're not going to change your, uh, well your opinion. Your opinion for. Duke beating him is one percent. I Zion will be good in the NBA. I'm not. I love Zion. I, but that's I, that's but look, fine. You're saying He'll, he won't be able to overwhelm. Look, you, you said he this, won't be able to overwhelm NBA players with this not as easy, not not the way not that he's easily, doing of in course, college. Just, yeah, yeah, of course, because some he played fucking army the other. Bro, day. I'm not saying he played army, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna intimidate some fucking Support army. Support the troops. Yeah, he's gonna intimidate the guy on army. But look, you got to get out this that he's in college. Like I said, if there wasn't no one and done rule, this guy I'm will be on the fucking about, box or something. I'm not worried about Zion or RJ or Cam. I'm worried about the other, the other ten guys. people they got to. I use. understand that, but I, I just disagree. I think they'll get one game. Do you think the college players, right now, could play in an NBA game the whole 48 if they needed to? Do you think they're in good 48 state? games? 48 minutes. Oh, how many minutes do you think a college player can be productive in an NBA game? Coming an average right college now? player, Zion. How many you think minutes he can play out of forty eight productively, right now? NBA 40, game easy forty. Cam 40. Reddish thirty. RJ thirty five to forty. Th- yeah, those no. minutes they sit thirty five to thirty. Whatever minutes they sit out, they're gonna get blown out so bad in those minutes. It's over. That's yeah. that's my problem. Those thirteen minutes. A it game, will be a problem. That's that's a forty point swing. It is, but like I said, some nights. Not if J.R. Smith doesn't know what, what the score is. Oh, my goodness. J.R. Smith, bro, he don't, he don't even got to know. He just got to know, go get buckets. He's going to look like pickup ball J.R. Smith out here. J.R. Smith, the best pickup ball. Can you, can you take baller. his shirt off? Oh, why not? NBA game. I don't see it, though, man. Bro, Zion's going to foul out in like two minutes. Bro. That 1%, I'm not buying it. At least a little bro, bit. Bro, Vegas, I don't even like to talk about Vegas, but Vegas got these man is 25-point underdogs to Cleveland, <laughs> bro. Come on, man. Oh shit! Like I said, seven games they're getting destroyed. Four, four, one, bro, four, zero, oh, probably. I'll say this: I got three games are getting blown out by fifty. I got fifty percent chance they get blown out by thirty-one game. That's the only. That's as good as I'll give them. They got no shot. So what do you think about what Paul Pierce said? What did he say? They would destroy them. Like oh, he's my. the one that started it all. Oh yeah, nice one, Paul. Your insights always so valuable. <laughs> yeah. You must watch. That's some. the truth, my man. Yeah, that's the false. It's the lie. <laughs> Whatever. False. Whatever. Man, Paul Pierce, shut up. You're trash. Shut up. Uh, oh, Go back to playing man. with the Clippers. I I fully agree with you that the NBA players, the Cavs will dominate Can 95 I, to 90% of the game. All right. 
of the series. I, I, I'm not worried about Zion. Like I said, Zion's going to do pretty good. Tristan might lock him up for like a minute. Cause Tristan might be pretty bad. Cause like I said, the one, this, this, the notion that people are like, these guys are in college. It's like, I think that just applies to the 10 other guys than those. Three. There's probably about maybe seven guys in college basketball that can play in the NBA out of high school. Oh, I would say three. I wouldn't even say five. And that's why I said maybe, what did I say, five? You said seven. Seven? I think Zion's a lock. RJ's a lock. Bobo? No, I don't even think Bobo could play out of high school because he's, he's, he's just, he looks like Don Maker. They, I mean, he mm. might be better skill-wise, but just the physicality, he'd just be overwhelmed. It's like me and Juan watched 80. Yeah, I take that back. You're probably right. Probably yeah. at the most four guys. Me but and Juan I watched think 82 two, two games one. of Brandon Ingram rookie, and we were, we were like, oh, my yeah. God, is he getting punked out there? There's no confidence. Yeah. It wasn't even the confidence. It was like physic- he just couldn't deal with yeah, the physicality. physicality. So, Max, you obviously got the Cavs. Danny, you're what? Cavs. What's your series prediction? 4-0 sweep. 4-1. 4-1 just for one. Wow. <laughs> Nice. All right, let's go ahead and transition, Dave. All right, let's go into our final take. Just kidding. We'd get sued if we did that. Let's go into our final topic of. Would we really? I don't um, know. We're not lawyers. Fuck <laughs> first take. <laughs> cold right. pizza. Cold pizza, <laughs> bro. Hey, Spon- if you remember cold pizza, bro, you a real I one. I'm eating cold pizza. Sponsored, you remember cold pizza? Yeah, of course. All right. Sponsored you by Wingstop. Just kidding. We can't say that because we're not. Sponsor us, anyone. We'll take all the <laughs> all bidders. All right. <laughs> but yeah, our final topic. Talking. Max has been mentioning him here and there the entire podcast. Carmelo Anthony. I got it. I got it. Hello. This is Max from the Expansion Team Podcast. Do, and do you know a, a team that's been do, affected by do, what we call do, do, the Mellow Disease? He appears randomly and will tra- will trash your playoff chances and your season. If you know anyone who's been affected by the mellow virus, visit us at the Expansion Team <laughs> podcast on social media and let us know. Yeah, it's is it safe, cancer. Is it safe to say Houston has been infected with the mellow virus? What are the side effects of the mellow virus? Uh, your best players play bad. You you stop knowing how to shoot threes and play defense. Yeah, and um. Everyone like defends him, even though he's garbage. Yep. <laughs> and in return games to Oklahoma City, he shoots one for eleven. Yep. Wow! But he had one game with twenty. So he hey, buddy, you don't talk about mellow like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, one guy of your friends will be infected with the mellow virus and Hold defend on. him. Hold on, let's. Can all right. we all three of us go around the table and say what a mellow supporter will say after Max saying that? Okay. Hey, man, he's a superstar. You know how many points he can get on your team? Bro, he just scored like twenty-two last night. What are you talking about? Die. Oh, he won a championship in college first year. <laughs> Bro, he was nice when he had braids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. But let's go ahead and mention the official controversy, which was uh, the Rockets are talking about. Is there controversy? Getting rid- well, yeah, <laughs> it they, is. I'm sorry. Better D-Wade, word for it. Apparently, D Wade is very, very. Yeah. Better word angry. for it, the report that the Rockets are trying to get rid of Melo already. <laughs> they may I'm, have seen the light. I'm clapping. Uh, no, yeah, please. He's awful. Get rid of him. He just, I can't explain. He does. He's Allen Iverson. Doesn't want to change. Doesn't want to improve. And maybe you know what? Maybe it's part of his our fault. We thought like he. I've always thought his mellow was a great shooter before like the last three years. Maybe I was just wrong. He can't shoot. He can't shoot wide open spot up threes. I guess it's hard for him. The uh, I've had so many. People that I know are Laker fans tell me, hey, Lakers should pick him up. I'm like, no, they should not. He should be nowhere near a Laker uniform. A lot of people are saying that's where he's going to go. They're like, the Lakers need shooting. And I'm like, yeah, and Melo's not the answer. He can't shoot. Oh, please don't sign Carmelo Anthony. The only spot I actually trust him in is Brooklyn. Just because, like, he can't hurt them anymore. (laughs) God damn. Bro, if I was a tanking team, though, I'd be like, oh, yeah, come on. Join up. Let's, Let's do this. Sell some tickets. Oh, man. No, but I understand, like, D-Wade's, like, perspective of it. I mean, he's not the only problem that's going on in Houston. Let's say that. Is he the biggest problem going on? No, he's honestly no, not. No, he's not. He's not. They're, they are having their struggles when he's not even on the court. Low-key, perf- he's a perfect scapegoat for all their problems. Just like, exactly. Oh, he, they are scapegoating him, but it's it doesn't take away from the from the fact that he's not good yeah. anymore. Now, is it unfair that he is getting the majority of the blame? Yes, it is very unfair because he's 
I don't even think he's half of the problem, to be honest. I mean, make your shots and you won't get any of the blame. Mm-hmm. That's fat. No, I'm just. Um, it's sad to see him just struggle so bad. But because I, mean, I do, I do, because I do see it from D Wade's and Stephen Jackson's like perspective, though. Like they're not totally like wrong in this. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Melo's kind of made his bed when he was a greedy like person in uh, New York, took all that money, then went to Oklahoma City, <laughs> coming off the bench. Okay. That and he he kind of fucked himself, man, because he didn't have no patience. And they the Knicks could have got him for less if they would have just waited. Did Melo kill the Knicks? Yes. When dude, they gave up so much. What's crazy? And they didn't have to give up that much if you would have just fucking waited. Yeah, six months. Six months, dude. They That's all you had to wait. Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Raymond Felton, Timofey Mazioff, first round picks. They could have kept all that. Could kept all that. If he would have just waited, he was so impatient. He wanted to get Bro, out of Denver so bad. Their team would have been Raymond Felton, who okay, I know he's horrible now, but he was not bad with the Knicks. Landry Fields, who was a solid player, and this is all at the what? This is in two thousand what? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. This is this is almost ten years ago. Amari Stoudemire was an MVP candidate. Mozgov was really good. Danilo was a really budding like player. They could have just slid him in and. They're one of the best teams in the and East. And just, he just couldn't wait. He couldn't wait, and he said, trade me now. Trade me now. He's all right. You want us to trade, trade you now? All right. <laughs> Props to the Nuggets. Props to the Nuggets. Yeah, the man. Nuggets got out of it. The only thing I do, like, you know, I give them a, a little bit of um, credit for is just telling the Nuggets I'm not resigning. So. Exactly. I, that's the only thing. But remember, remember Stay Mellow, that little thing? Yeah. Stay Mellow? Yeah. It's try to stay Mellow now. He's he's awful, man. It's just a fact. Reality. Never. He needs to hang it up, man. He needs to leave while he can. He needs to. He With needs some to... shred of dignity. I remember yeah. before so many people called themselves and prided themselves and saying, oh, yeah, I'm a Carmelo fan. You know, he's my favorite basketball player in the NBA. That I still hear that every once in a while, but the number of people that say they're Carmelo fans has shrunken like crazy. Hey, to all my real Carmelo fans out there, I respect you for still supporting this train wreck. And the thing is, the thing is, is what Max said a couple minutes ago is that, you know, we had this, you know, notion that, you know, he's a good shooter and he can be this and he can be that. He can probably change his game. And that's what a lot of people are saying now. But it's like, bro, are you watching him? Like, he can't shoot. Like, he can't shoot anymore. I don't know. His jumper used to seem so effortless and it does not seem that way anymore when he watches the basketball. Danny, when you think about – you just said his jumper seemed effortless. When you think about his jump shot, where is he shooting from? When you really think – like if you close your eyes and imagine him shooting, and it's so effortless, where is he shooting from? The top. The three or is it mid-range? Mid, uh, the three. He, what, really? When I, like If I close my eyes and I imagine Melo, I imagine him like on the elbow, just shooting a little quick jumper, and it's so pure. I'm thinking of that game he had against – I think it was the Bulls, that one game um, where he in, – in New York – where he had like oh yeah, yeah yeah where he shot from like the uh, wing three on mm-hmm. Luol Deng twice yeah that's what I was thinking of but yeah I, I, most I'm, of I always think of Team USA Mellow man when I'm thinking of what you're <laughs> thinking of of the elbow I'm thinking of Nuggets Mellow yeah and then I'm also thinking of when I think of him shooting corner threes I'm thinking of him on the, USA the corner threes on the Olympic stage or mid range jump shots in the <laughs> NBA yeah fun fact yeah but no I just you know maybe we just always overrated him as maybe he's just a guy who needs to take two dribbles and shoot like Danny Granger like he couldn't shoot spot up threes that well like. I remember he was in the three-point contest, and everyone was like, oh, he, he has to do a dribble move and then shoot. So maybe, like, that's just Melo, but he can't score like that no more. I don't know if there's a place for Melo in today's NBA. They try and his defense, it's not about, okay, they were like, oh, he, you know, 50% of the NBA doesn't play defense. Well, they can actually play defense. Melo cannot actually do it, even if he tried. He's horrendous. His body's really broken down in front of us. Like, he has no explosiveness left, I think, and... Bro, if you if you file for you PJ Tucker or Melo, who are you taking right now? PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Oh my gosh. PJ Tucker all day. All day. Mm-hmm. All day, it's every day, and twice on Sundays. There might be a eulogy in Melo's future on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that statement back. I thought it was too mean, but this one will be tasteful. Very tasteful. Oh, man. That's crazy. Will the Rockets make the playoffs? I think they will. They'll get it together. It's a little bit early. They are having big struggles right now. I think they'll get it together, though. It seemed like, well, their offense was historic last year, but, like, their defense was so good last year. And it's like they just shifted their identity to always be all offense. Yeah. 
But I mean, it hasn't worked. And I mean, Harden struggled a little bit. Paul's Paul looks like he's lost a step. And they just gave him 160 mil. Like I tell people, I don't I don't really trust any of these NBA teams until about January, late de- see. late December ish. Yeah, let's see. Let's let's give them a little bit more time. I mean, the Kings started off fucking six and three, I think. Right? They're still balling, dude. Maybe I was wrong on my piece. I wrote the Kings maybe for real. You think the Cavs are gonna turn it around? Hey man, they can turn it around. Right, they're on pace for uh, two and eighty, uh, two and eighty right now. So maybe <laughs> they are not on pace for two, two and eighty. I think they said they're on uh, pace for seven and seven and seventy-five. Uh, seventy-five. Sorry. Oh my, bro! You get seventy losses in an NBA year. Yeah, Fire yeah. everybody. Well, the Bobcats did it. Yeah, <laughs> they all got fired though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kwame Brown, shout out. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, before we end this podcast, let's talk about the Lakers a little bit. Low key, are we gelling? Are we back like broad straps? Not yet. We got like <laughs> one class pin. We gotta get the other one. We're just trying to, you know, I don't know how bras work. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, do. I one thing I do want to say. Is the pickup of Tyson Chandler has been bigger than I ever thought? I did not I, think I have it was going to be this big. On my MVP ballot right now for the Lakers, and no, I'm just kidding. It's LeBron <laughs> than Tyson. I went to the game on Sunday. It was amazing. I mean, we should have blown out the Hawks, but Tyson Chandler's block was awesome, just awesome. Low key goaltending? No, I wasn't for the haters. It wasn't. Do oh you yeah, see, you, it wasn't goaltending. But do you see him being this productive in the playoffs? Tyson? Oh, definitely. I just think he's making winning plays, and I, I think, think he's the biggest to. the biggest point that someone brought to me is that this guy is getting hyped up for a win in November. That just tells you how much he cares. I think just the interior defense and just the rim running and just the winning plays are just going to continue throughout the season. I mean, what's he really doing? He's just hustling. And Lakers needed a guy like J- Jonathan Williams was trying his best, but he just couldn't do it. He's six nine because he is huge, man. He's like he's it's just like having. A, it's He's just big we, having another big man too. Yeah, seven, a true big man, seven yeah. footer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of disappointing in Mo Wagner so far. I haven't seen him play yet. I was kind of hoping we'll to see. see him we'll give us, give us some time. No, I'm not. I'm, saying, I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah, it's dis- yeah. I'm just disappointed he hasn't played. Yeah. Uh, one more quick thought about the Sixers. They're targeting Kyle Korver, Courtney Lee, and shooters. You remember last year when they bought out and they uh, the uh, the buyout with Ilyasova and um, Bellinelli? Yeah. That's going to be big for them to see. Who, I wonder who they'll acquire. That's my final thought about them. I know we just transitioned away from the Lakers. I just yeah, to say one this. thing about the Lakers. Did you guys hear that report that LeBron James, like there was a conspiracy theory that he like told the Suns to. No, that's not a that's a, He called in, in. Yeah. You know the GM is for the Suns. It's James Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, he called him in and was like, yo, go ahead and release that dude. And that's what they said. It released him. They were, but they were Tyson planning. had. had his own he didn't he wasn't LA from the start though he was thinking yeah he was thinking LA he was thinking Golden State it came down to other teams yeah it came down to the Lakers and and the Warriors are we seeing a shift Danny in the snakes that go to the bay (laughs) was this the first guy to give up the bay for the lake show I think it was just are you buying a Tyson Chandler Chandler a snake no why why would he be a snake he left his team man he wasn't loyal (laughs) that wasn't his team it's will you like, be buying? Oh my a- gosh! It's it's his team. He is the Suns. <laughs> he spurned the Warriors, though. Does that give you extra points in Danny's book? And, and he turned no. down the snakes. Awesome! It, it doesn't. It was LeBron wanted him there. LeBron asked him to be there. When the King asked for you to be on the team, you're on the damn team, bro. When the when the two the two time back to back defending champs ask you to join the team, you join the fucking team. They didn't ask him. They did ask him. They yeah. were between they the wanted Warriors him. and him. Yeah. Come on, How are you going to say no when they did? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, like, for him, I think he he knew his role on the Lakers was going to be a bigger role than his role in the Warriors. I guess. Maybe. I feel like they'd have equally as bigger roles. No. Tyson Chandler would low-key be starting for the Warriors. Oh, my God. Yeah, he would. No okay, doubt. he'd be starting, but, you know, you got DeMarcus coming back. You got Draymond, who plays the five in the death lineup. Sometimes KD plays the five in the death lineup. You know, they got a lot of different people at the center. The Lakers are in dire need of big men. It's a way different scenario. He just gave, bro, he gave up a chance for a ring. That should give you extra points in the Danny notebook of don't be a snake. Yeah, he he's not someone that wanted a ring. Will or, you buy? Not someone that wanted an easy. Oh, he ring. has a ring. I just thought about it. Yeah. He does have a ring. <laughs> but so you will be buying a Tyson Chandler jersey? No. Wow. But I will be rooting for him because he is extra hard. 
So are you going to give away another pair of courtside tickets for our fans? No, actually, that was a one-time thing. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be broke for the next six years. FYI, look out for Max on the courtside in the Hawks and Lakers uh, highlights. <laughs> yeah, I was talking, you know, me and LeBron are, just, are cool now, so, you know. I was like, hey, Bron, what's up with Bron? Where's he going to college? You talk about the hairline? Yeah, we, we discussed it. You, know? you guys have that <laughs> that in common? Yeah, we, you know, I, I was wearing my headband. He's wearing his. Oh, he wasn't, actually. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he ain't ashamed in his game. <laughs> Let's wrap this fucking travesty up. <laughs> wrap it up, Danny. Fuck one. Go ahead, Danny. Send us home. All right. With um, my hairline. If Shout you guys out. want to follow us, on social media you can find us on facebook and instagram at expansion team podcast and on twitter at expansion team three this is scoops the dupes i'm out the myspace page is still being worked on jk what (laughs) 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 fuck myspace sorry tom my bad bro uh it's a max signing out one's a jerk and a bully i'm not a bully this is juan signing out go raiders Peace.